0: Hey, Mark. Hey, Dennis. I really need some legal advice. Can you give me some? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but not here. Okay, we'll talk about it later. And listeners, you're not getting legal advice here either. Remember.
1: Hostile work environment. Exactly.
0: Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment.
1: Shut up. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment.
0: <sighs> it's the Hostile Work Environment with Mark and Dennis. No. Not quite <laughs> the the theme song I was thinking of. But you, you okay. just sounded
1: so enthusiastic, and it was it kind of felt circus like. I don't know.
0: So, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, up the mood here. Our last <laughs> episode right. was, was kind, was kind, of, a kind of a downer. So, you know, we're you know, we're not going to have a downer episode. Even if we talk about nothing but like death and abuse and, you know, we're gonna do famine in a, Africa, we're going to do it in a
1: positive upbeat manner. Totally. We're going to you know, we're just going to make light of everything. Everything. And uh, nothing's going to bring me down. Nothing's going to bring us down. Nothing's going to break our stride. No.
0: Well, here we are again. I I thought you were going to turn that into a Rickroll.
1: Well, I could have. It was
0: almost quasi roll ish
1: Borderline, but that's that's as far as I needed to go. You got the reference. I got it.
0: So how are things?
1: Things are good. Um, By the time this airs, I will have started my new job. But as we record it, I'm still a week away from that.
0: And apparently there was some concern on the Twitters that you might drop out of the podcast because you have a gainful employment.
1: I I mean, so it's funny because I announced all over social media about the upcoming new job. And uh, people were like, yeah, that's nice. But is the podcast going to continue? Right. And that, you know, that made me really happy. It mean, the answer is yes. Oh, okay, that, okay, yeah. okay. It made me really happy that there were enough people who were that concerned. Yeah,
0: I, both listeners were
1: really upset. Well, yeah, both know. of you out there uh, wrote us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your mom and who's the second list? I'm kidding. Yeah, we know we have more than two listeners because they complain
1: about the podcast constantly. We, so we, we don't get enough get complaints.
0: complaints. What? What? D- d-
1: d- 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 Given the subject matter and your awful sense of humor, I know we've had like, like thirty three episodes in which to just piss somebody off. We do have, I think, one or two one star reviews on iTunes, but no 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 accompanying review. Yeah, so, so we don't, don't like, know what we did. To we piss don't know those what we people did. Off. But it, it, I, I'm going to actually feel better for having that.
0: I do too. If you're not pissing somebody off, you're doing it wrong.
1: Be, you're just playing it too safe.
0: Yeah. If we had nothing but five-star reviews, what would we be? Other than awesome,
1: boring and awesome. Yeah. We aim for just awesome. Just awesome enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be awesome and talk about something with substance. Okay. I hear you have an interesting tale for us today.
1: Yes, I do. It's a recent case that I've been reading about. Good, I hate when you pull out some like rehashed old crap. Well, next episode I'm, That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I love it when you pull cuz we're here some to record two episodes today. Tale. Yes. Today today is a modern tale and uh, next episode will be a classic tale. Cool. Okay. So um, this is the story of Nerva. Nerva. Yes. Nerva was a nurse. Nerva the Nurse. Actually
0: continues to be a nurse. It's not going to be another horrible alliteration episode like The Blind Barber, is
1: it? I mean, you find in it what you what you will. Because if there was
0: a reason for a one-star review, I think it was that it whole would be alliteration the, It episode. would be
1: titling the episode Nerva the Nurse? Yeah,
0: we won't do that.
1: Let's not do that. Nope. <laughs> okay, so Nerva. Was I believe, and it continues to be a nurse at Brigham and Win- Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. I've heard of that hospital. So have I. Uh, she had, at the time uh, that these facts become relevant, um, which was a few years ago, uh, been a nurse for cancer patients there for nine years. Okay. Uh, she's Haitian American. Okay. And has uh, is black. Okay. So, I assume that's going to become relevant here in a minute. Likely, yeah.
0: So, it's what we call the foreshadowing.
1: Yes. So, as we often are our comment on, the wheels of justice move slowly. So, even though this is a case in the news today, uh, the facts start in 2013. Hmm. So she applied uh, within the hospital for a higher paying position which would be nurse educator in orthopedics. Okay. This was in January of 2013. Um, she did not get the job. And uh, another employer called Simmons College, which sounds like it's f- affiliated somehow with the hospital, uh, hired her to be a nurse educator. Oh, uh, okay. But she needed Brigham to approve her to train student nurses in the hospital as part of that job. Okay. And Brigham said no.
0: So she's no longer working for Brigham. At this she point. is. She accepted she's it. She's
1: moonlighting for the no. college. Well, she doesn't end up taking this other job because Brigham oh, won't help her. It's I a prerequisite see. requirement for the job. So they hire her contingent upon contingent upon that getting was Brigham yes. to go ahead with the whole. Oh, I see. Yes. Why did Brigham say no? Good question. Uh, they said no because of two complaints that they had received of unprofessional behavior. Uh, one from the wife of an oncology patient and another from a doctor. Okay. I don't have any particular details about those incidents, but that's hmm. the reasoning that Brigham's given. Um, uh, and when it came to the job in particular that she had applied for before she went, Dennis's computer making noise. Um, uh, so, and again, can you move that thing? mute that thing i would like to
0: and (laughs) will. sorry folks that's what you get when you buy a dell not adele the singer when you buy a (laughs) dell computer it it needs to update windows like on a daily basis and it will only remind you by playing this pleasant tone in the middle of recording a podcast it's annoying yeah very okay So remember they also This podcast sponsored by Dell Computer. <laughs> we'll put you in a Dell. Continue, Mark.
1: That. Okay. Um, so remember they had also turned her down for, for the job that she had applied for internally. Right? So she applies for a job internally, right. they say no. She say applies no. for a job externally, that also requires them to give her a recommendation effectively and they right. say no they say no so let's go back to that original job application I'm going out of order here because well the way that I read it in these articles went out a little out of order also so okay. so look going back in time right she uh she had applied for that that job to be a nurse uh, educator in orthopedics and they turned her down uh for what they say is a legit reason Brigham that is okay um, lay it on me that she did not hold a master's degree Okay. Okay. Now, they that say that that legit, is if that's an absolute requirement Requirement for the position. Now, Nerva says that that's a bunch of BS because she had only three more weeks left before she got her master's degree. Ooh. Um, and they couldn't wait. Right. Interestingly, the hospital also said that their top choice for the job, which was not Nerva, was another nurse who was also black. But she also, they discovered, did not have a master's and withdrew their offer and then ultimately went to a white nurse.
0: Hmm. Not a great fact for the hospital here.
1: Right. So. What is going on? What's going on is that this case, in the end, is not nervous case. What? Enter Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, or it could be Gessie, G E S S -S Y.
0: Oh, that's an interesting uh, spelling of the name.
1: Yes. So I'm going to call her Jessie, acknowledging that I might be getting that wrong. Jessie, uh, Jessie. I'd go with Jessie. Jessie. Uh, she was another nurse, also Haitian-American. Yeah. Uh, she got involved in nervous case when the issue about the complaint from the doctor came to everyone's attention. So that was one of the complaints that that they right. said barred her from getting uh, that job at Simmons College was a doctor had complained. That's right, why her. they wouldn't let her proctor the student nurses. Correct. Uh, Jesse says that she witnessed that particular interaction. Uh, and it was an argument with the doctor over how to handle a disruptive patient. Uh, Jesse stood up for Nerva saying that the doctor was verbally abusive towards her. Okay. After that, Things start to go bad for Jesse. Oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. She alleges what do that, we know? that they targeted her and started investigating her for numerous instances of poor patient care. Uh, at one point her manager gave her a test that is usually given to new nurses to assess not uh, knowledge. Uh, and she says that she got a hundred percent on it. But she Unclear from the facts that I was able to read. Sorry, I have no reason to dispute. I I have no reason to think that that is a a disputed fact, but I don't know. Um, There was no case that I could find. This was just reporting from newspaper articles, so that tends to not always hit up on the legal elements that you and I want to. No, they always go for the sexy. Um, That's right. Um, So she says she scored one hundred percent on that. No reason to doubt that. So Brigham says, yeah, not so much. She wasn't good, right? They said they had legitimate problems with her patient care, and that she refused to take steps to improve. Okay. She eventually resigned in 2015, um, and the article doesn't get into this, but I am reading into that that it was because of all of this, to her mind, unwanted and un reasonable attention towards her job performance. Okay. Um, They both sued the hospital, Nerva and Jesse. Same lawsuit or separate lawsuits? They did it together, but they ended up not going to trial together.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, It does not get into where and how they separated that out along the process. Again,
0: because we have to rely on newspaper journalism, which is not always... The most legally
1: nuanced. Right. It does not have a procedural history that is what we normally get in cases. Sad. Um, so, Nerva sued for race discrimination. Right. Jesse sued for race discrimination. And I wrote out my notes and it just says and blank. I forgot to write the word retaliation.
0: You got to do a better job on those notes, Mike.
1: I know. But I, at least I remember.
0: And I was going to guess retaliation. So,
1: okay. Okay. So Jesse's case went to trial first. Okay. And the results of that came out about three weeks ago. Okay. So the trial was about three weeks ago and it ended. Yeah. What do you think based on what we have? And so we've already acknowledged that we don't have a full factual record. Sure. Here. Um, so my, well, we
0: got enough for an educated. My, my questions
1: here for you are what are your thoughts and what additional pieces of information would you want to know? Awesome. Because the, case. the result ends up being notable here. I will tell so you that. T- Okay. So we're talking about Jesse's case. Yes. Because i got a question about Nerva. I've so got we'll questions t- about Nerva, too. That case has not gone to trial okay. yet. Okay. That I can find. But we can talk about both because I'm not sure I'll we'll get any better factual okay. record on that one either.
0: And Jesse's alleging retaliation and race discrimination. Correct. I'm going to take a wild guess and say she loses on the race discrimination and wins on the
1: retaliation. You are correct. (laughs) How did I know that? How did you know that? It was actually a reason. Walk walk us through your reasoning. Um, Because I think it's how I would have approached it too. And it's what happened.
0: I was once told by somebody who actually has like a doctorate in the study of researching juries and jury deliberations. That jurors in general are more likely than not to believe claims of retaliation. Because it is a natural human instinct to want to get back against those who did us something that we viewed as wrongful. We've
1: all had that instinct.
0: Right. Whereas jurors are more likely than not to give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to charges of discrimination. In both cases, the juries are open to persuasion one way or the other. But they enter a discrimination case thinking... No, you need to prove that to me. They enter a retaliation case thinking, you need to prove to me that you, you didn't. didn't
1: do and that's that. exceedingly hard to do. Yeah. How do you prove that
0: negative? Because one of the ways that juries think, jurors, is they think, what would I have done in that situation? No, very few people think of themselves as intentionally discriminating. I mean, a few people do. They carry tortures right. and wear polos. But most people don't want that self-image. And so they think of themselves as open-minded, non-discriminatory people. And so they'll assume that others are as well until proven otherwise. Yeah. But all of us look at it and go, yeah, somebody ratted me out. I'd want to get them back. Wouldn't you? And that's why it's harder to try a discrimination case.
1: I totally agree. And I don't know what was going through the jury's mind here. But they found no... Liability on race discrimination and yes, liability on retaliation. Cool. Any guesses on the verdict? Like the sum of damages awarded, or the split, or the how, split of how it was broken out. Well, as to what was awarded. Oh, like types of economic damages? versus Correct.
0: emotional distress.
1: Correct. Is that what you're fishing for? Yeah. How, how would you, assuming assuming everything you heard was completely true, yeah, how would you approach that as a juror? Well, I would want to know: Did Jesse find
0: other employment after she left Brigham and, and Women's. Women's, and what did that other employment pay in comparison to what she was making, so that I could come up with her economic damages?
1: It's- I would
0: want to know what sort of evidence was put on to show that she suffered emotional distress as a result of her, her leaving that, that job. All good questions.
1: All questions I don't have the answers to. No,
0: because newspaper reports probably don't tell you that. Exactly.
1: Stuff. I'm going to tell you what the verdict was. I'm going to guess
0: 500,000 in economic damages and 10 million in emotional
1: distress. Okay. You are very close on economic damages. Really, like, exceedingly close. They awarded her four hundred sixty-three thousand dollars in lost Damn. wages. Damn. Which tells me she probably didn't find a great job. That that's like four years of pay as a nurse. Yeah, it's that, that's, that's a
0: significant award.
1: And they found two million seven hundred fifty thousand in emotional distress damages. Okay, but that is not where they stopped. No, they go punitive. They go punitive. Ooh, and on punitive's, they awarded twenty-five million dollars. Whoa,
0: that's a lot of money.
1: That's a lot of money, and I struggle with that on these facts. That's a lot. It's the biggest yeah. jury award in Massachusetts history in no an employment kidding. case. Really? Is what I wow. What I read. Um
0: and I would assume Massachusetts be a pretty plaintiff friendly jurisdiction.
1: Yeah. And so the standard, right, which the article did talk about, which we should just, you know, for 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 punitives in, in this particular case, is Suffolk County uh, Massachusetts case. The jury decided that the manager's conduct met a standard of outrageous or egregious, involving evil motive or reckless indifference to the rights of others. Wow. So that leaves me, you know, questioning because I listen to those facts and I'm like, Basically, it's not great if it's true. Right. But it's not $28 million. Not no, great. I wouldn't view that as a $28 million So what are we missing here? What are we missing? Is it, is it that, right, because they had to have been pretty angry at the hospital to award that much money in punitives. Yeah. They had to have think that they, you know, thought that they did really, especially because they didn't find on the race discrimination claim. Right. So. Or you've got you know, to hate the hospital you got to hate them like you got like you want to make a pay. the manager like maybe got up there and was was smarty like and, and yeah maybe they
0: hated the manager maybe you know they had a somebody on that jury went to the emergency room and had to wait 4 hours to get their hangnail examined i mean who knows there's all kinds of crazy stuff comes into play when you're talking huge punitive damage awards i just know you know generally juries tend to save big, huge punitive damages awards for cases where there's, like, some dirty cover-up. You know, like, I'm thinking of, like, mainly because we're in Oregon and it was tried here, but a lot of the tobacco litigation. Mm-hmm. The jury awarded a huge gazillion-dollar award against tobacco companies in this county, and a lot of it was believed to be because we don't know. We weren't on the jury. But the general consensus was that the evidence showed that the tobacco companies knew their product was harmful and took steps to hide that, and juries want to
1: punish that type of stuff. Yeah, So there could have been that sort of fact here, which simply did not come out through the reporting that I – True. We don't know. So uh, I wonder, and I don't know if we'll see this if it comes out or if it happens, I wonder always when I see high jury awards if there will be remitter, um, which is our fancy legal term for reducing of the right. uh, jury's award, which judges do have the discretion to do if they found it to be excessive. Right.
0: If they find that the award was higher than perhaps justified under that set of facts
1: that's right and so i'll try to keep an eye out but i'm not sure i'll see it when it happens if it happens but this strikes me as one that might be ripe for that um because it happens quite a bit in employment cases where a jury is like oh we'll just throw an m on that alien yeah (laughs) and and, uh it ends up being excessive relative to the facts so um very interesting to see. Biggest jury award in Massachusetts history came out just wow. three weeks ago. Um, and I just thought that was an interesting set of facts. And here's what So you want to
0: bet nervous case settles?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> in it. And one of the articles I read uh, hinted, or it didn't hint, it said very explicitly, that they were scheduled to be back-to-back. Oh, wow. Which tells me which I we should have heard. Or it's already gone. Right. And if it's already gone... It, it either was unremarkable in how it ended, right, right, um, because right, or it settled because if it was other. a big award, it we, would have been yeah. followed up with more reporting on. That. Oh, totally. Because lo- this this case, uh, like
0: Brigham's and Williams. Jesse's
1: case, was widely reported. Yeah, um, and and it came to us actually from a listener who was like, "The unions are loving this," and sent me a whole bunch of you know union Twitter accounts, including I think the Oregon. Uh, Federation of Nurses, maybe. Yeah. Um, OFN. Oh, was tweeting about this as, like, this is what happens when we nurses come together and fight for what's right. Wow. And so uh, there were a number of union Twitter and other social media accounts that were highly advertising this case as a victory for uh, nurses' unions.
0: Wow. Which is interesting because what role did
1: the union have it doesn't, to play in that? It doesn't say that there was any, but in the article, but that doesn't mean that. that you know, interested parties aren't going to uh, take a look at it and say, "This is awesome," and yeah, this is the kind of work that we try to do.
0: Wow, very interesting. Kind of so, scary. A little scary, little scary. For, for that employer. I mean, I when I no guess, more. like you're talking noteworthy verdicts, and I'm thinking, like, oh, ten million, and like, right, no, put no, a, this was
1: almost thirty million. Yeah, put a times three it's on. It's not. That. It's not California, but almost.
0: Yeah, that it's pretty close to California money. So cool. yeah.
1: So that's our case.
0: And that's our case. And that's a good time to take a break. We will be right back. Three. So, Mark. Yes. What were you going to say?
1: We're back. We're back. <laughs> we don't know who, who leads in after these things. We, we, we don't.
0: We are completely disorganized.
1: So let, let's start let's that over. Not completely. Start we're that mostly over. disorganized. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dennis.
0: Hey. You ever go out dancing?
1: I'm not for a while, but I mean, yes. You've been out dancing? At some point in the past. You ever do a
0: backflip while dancing? No. Well, there's a guy who can backflip while dancing, and his name's Chase Bishop.
1: So, like, when you say backflip while dancing, because, I mean, like, he, I could see like, like you stop he, he and is, you do a backflip and then you start dancing again. I, I think is he so. continuing to dance while he's in the midst well, of actually flipping video. backwards?
0: There, there's video. Okay. We'll, we'll check out the video afterwards. Okay. We're or is it just like one
1: of his dance video. moves is a backflip? Because I've seen people who can do backflips. Flip. Sure. He
0: incorporates the backflippage into the dance move. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Chase is a really cool guy. His day job Is that he is an FBI agent?
1: I think I saw this. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think I saw this video. In fact, Chase works out of the. This is a great story. It
0: works. He works out (laughs) of the Washington Field Office. Yep. But he was in Denver, and it's got to be for work. Yep. Because he went out to the club. Yes. And he had sounds like a little bit to drink. Although, as of the time of the article that I have, they hadn't finished the blood and alcohol panel that they were doing on Chase, which sort of suggests maybe he got arrested. And, yeah, let's, you know, he did, in fact, get arrested. But he didn't get arrested because he was at the club, and he didn't get arrested because he did a backflip.
1: I know why he got arrested. I know why why he got arrested because doing the backflip, he may have forgotten that he was still packing. Yep. And in flipping back on the landing... His firearm discharged. And if I recall, did it shoot another person in the leg that was in the room? I know it was not a deadly shot, but I thought I recalled that it hit another dancer or somebody who was in the audience in the leg.
0: He, yeah, his name's Thomas Reddington.
1: Oh, and and Thomas
0: may be like the best hero ever because you know what Thomas did? He immediately booked himself on Good Morning America to talk about.
1: Smart guy. Yeah,
0: which is how we know. <laughs> so apparently, actually, he was not in Denver on work. He he was off duty and on vacation.
1: Mm,
0: so this raises a couple questions for me. One is, if you're in the FBI, do you get to take your service revolver with you? Or your service weapon. I don't know that it was a revolver.
1: I On vacation? You, I bet you can. You think so? I bet you can. Because if right, like as protection, right? Like I've put away all of these bad guys and maybe some of them have gotten out. And I always want to have my my service weapon on me, even if I'm off duty, to protect myself in case they tracked me down.
0: Which might be kind of interesting. Like, do you check it when you fly? My daddy drove there from Washington. Yeah. But, you know, or or, or, or
1: as an FBI agent, does he get some sort of exemption Ooh, for that? Yeah, or like, do you get like, like a card like, that lets you right, through like, TSA? Like, or, or like serving like a marshal or something like oh, that? Yeah,
0: that would actually be a good gig. You could serve as a sky marshal every time you fly for vacation. You could probably like, you know, bill your time or whatever. Yeah, FBI maybe you don't have to do.
1: pay for a flight.
0: Man, I should look into that.
1: Yeah. Um, you do that. But here's my other question.
0: As of this date, we don't know whether the FBI will continue to employ Chase Bishop. What do you think?
1: I'd want to know more facts. Like what? What would you want to know? So what caused the firearm to discharge? Was it a failure to secure it appropriately?
0: He backflipped... And it fell
1: out. Right. So, does that so I don't know enough about guns. I'm showing my 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 lack of knowledge here was there a safety that wasn't on that should have been on? Right? Was there something reckless in addition to the fact that he was doing a backflip with a gun, which I would probably not advise under any circumstances? Right. Was there something specific that if he had done it the firearm would not have discharged? And we would need to know
0: a little bit about the particular firearm at Exactly. Issue. Was it a revolver? Was it single or double action? Was it you know, a semi. Was it safety on? Was there a round in the chamber? None of this do we know. Right. But here's the thing but that I, I
1: want know. I would want to know that.
0: I don't think that you can go out to the club and get drunk and do a backflip and have your gun fall out and shoot some guy in the leg, without you having done something stupid at some point during that whole chain of events.
1: I tend to agree. I tend to agree, and the very act of doing that. Put an entire room of people in effectively mortal danger. Right.
0: Now, what makes this a little uncommon is that Mr. Bishop is an FBI agent, which means he's an employee of the federal government. Mm -hmm. And as a federal employee, different rules apply to him than would apply to, say, private sector employment at will. Fair enough. I still think... This is probably not conduct that the FBI wants to associate itself yeah, at with.
1: at best, it's reckless endangerment.
0: Yeah. So I'm not... You know, I think the stock is dropping on uh, Mr. Bishop's
1: continued employment. I'll be very interested to see if we hear anything but about But apparently
0: it. they are currently conducting an internal investigation, but have let it been known that their options include reprimand, suspension, or... Oh,
1: Termination
0: of employment. Termination of employment. So for our That's something we've never
1: said before. Actually, when I talk about firing people, I try to say termination of employment, lest somebody think that it means that we're beheading them. I know people don't think that, but that was was drilled into me early on in, in my legal writing, and it's how it comes out.
0: And what was drilled into me was to call it discharge.
1: Or discharge, yeah, or separation. Separation.
0: Um, it depends on the context. Yeah. In the medical field, discharge usually means something, something else, very and you want to avoid it. But termination also means something Somebody else, else. Yeah. so you want to avoid it. Yeah. So we would always, you know, kind of jump through hoops to come up with verbiage that everybody was comfortable with under the circumstances.
1: And something we would advise to all of you: listen.
0: Yeah. It kind of comes up like, let's say you've got somebody you're letting go and you're offering them some severance, perhaps because you're afraid they're going to sue you and you'd like to get a release. How you phrase things in Mm -hmm. that separation agreement might matter.
1: Yeah. If you phrase it in a way that's more neutral.
0: They're more likely to sign it. That's right. In fact, if you phrase it in a way that makes it look like they took the initiative
1: It gives them some cover potentially, although it's theoretically as anyone I would write would be a confidential agreement anyway, so it won't actually give them a whole lot of cover.
0: Well, it's not so much that. It is the ego cover.
1: Yeah, no, it's how it feels. Like,
0: I'm more likely to sign an agreement releasing my employer from claims after I burnt down the office if I felt like, oh, upon burning down the office, I chose to separate my employment. (laughs) As opposed to, I got I heard, fired. Yeah.
1: I got canned for burning down the office. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, think about that. Yeah. And if you're going to fire somebody for discharging their weapon, maybe discharge isn't the, the verbiage you really want.
1: Discharge for discharge?
0: Yeah, discharge for discharge.
1: It has a ring to it. Sounds like a quid pro quo. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. No. Maybe not a good termination thing. for discharge. Yeah, that makes it sound like...
0: I like... Yeah. We fired you because you got drunk and shot a guy in the leg while doing a
1: backflip at the club. Agreement. (laughs) Put that in... Put that as the title of the agreement. You know what would be really
0: embarrassing, though? Not to let our listeners into too much of the lawyer secrets, but one of the lawyer secrets is that you never create one of these agreements from scratch. You go back Jeez. to the last one you did. Right. You you change last names and you're good to go. Wouldn't it be embarrassing if you took your, you're fired because you shot a guy in the leg agreement and then gave it to the next guy who probably didn't shoot a guy in the leg?
1: Yeah, you just want to be careful with your editing.
0: Yeah, you, you really got to at least proofread these things, man. That's right. It's terrible. <laughs> A lesson
1: for all of the attorneys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Proofread and don't shoot people. In that order.
1: Maybe you just
0: named the episode. Proofread and don't shoot people. I like it. Be right back. Hey Mark, you got a story
1: for us today? <laughs> well, so during the break uh, between the last segment and this one, we were just sitting here, and I looked at my phone, and I got a I got a new Facebook friend request. Ooh! And who's uh, it from? Oh, well, it's from Miriam. Miriam, who is a very, very attractive woman. Hey. hey. Uh, and I don't know Miriam. You don't? No. Funny. Yeah, no, or, or not so funny, but. But maybe you're about to. Well, she says um, her tagline, I am a beautiful girl and very beautiful and adorable. I do not like lies. All one sentence. It says she does live here in Portland. Just joined Facebook a couple months ago in March. Oh, But the kicker for Dennis, which is why he insisted that I read this, is that it says she works at Walmart. Yeah,
0: you know that's fake.
1: That's how we know it's a fake fake profile.
0: Beautiful girls don't work at Walmart.
1: I haven't set foot in a Walmart in over 10 years, so I actually have no experience actually, to be able yeah, to tell okay. you that. I, I am basing one way this or the on, other on,
0: on, on stereotypes of Walmart employees that, you know, is probably unfair. I'm still willing to bet that's a fake request.
1: Oh, it's a fake request. Yeah, I got one of those from like
0: <laughs> Tatiana in the Ukraine a while back. And yeah, um, it happens from time to time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, now that we've covered that
0: several thousand dollars in legal fees, I still <laughs> haven't gotten access to my bank account. It's it, it turned out really badly. Oh, a lesson to us all. Anyway. good. Yeah. Yeah. How about a listener submitted story?
1: I got, I got a short one today. Yeah. OK. That's
0: what she said.
1: Dennis. <laughs> So I just spit taked here in Studio B. Actually, that's, you have that's not cool. you have no idea how relevant that is to the story.
0: <laughs> I don't because I have no idea.
1: You have no story. idea what I'm about to read. Okay, so so our our listener who is going to remain anonymous says this isn't really my story, but it's happened to a friend of mine. She was somewhat new in her role at her company, but she's an experienced HR pro. Okay, she re- She received a call from one of the more seasoned female employees about a younger employee acting inappropriately. Apparently, the younger male employee had sexually harassed her.
0: Uh Uh-oh. We do not approve.
1: The male employee asked if the other employee wanted to see his tattoo. No. I'm not going to be able to get through this without laughing. (laughs) Do you need me to read it? She replied uh, that she did not. Oh. She declined the offer. To she declined the, op- declined the offer. Male employee proceeded to drop his pants to show her his <laughs> tattoo. Oh, my God. Of a Sesame Street character. Yeah. On his penis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which one? Which character? Which character? Wait. Oh, it's got to be Oscar the Grouch.
1: Wait. Okay. Let me roll with this, please. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Then he asked her if she'd like to tickle him.
0: Oh my God, no.
1: He was, of course, called into HR. I <laughs> should hope f- so. <laughs> he fully admitted to showing his penis to the other employee and was very confused as to oh why he was God. called into HR. He continued to be confused when he, to- when he was told that he would no longer be working there. <laughs> he told my friend, My mom never told me I couldn't show my penis to people. You
0: got to love a and
1: millennial. It, she ends with sunny days.
0: <laughs> sunny
1: days. <laughs> so oh I wrote God. back and I was like, I just.
0: Oh, my God. That's, I just. That's need, epic.
1: Well, I, right. I I wrote back, though. I mean, after I stopped gagging with laughter. You, you um, I wrote back and I said, just want to. Maybe this is strange that this is my first question that comes out of this. But given the tickle reference, was it Elmo? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sitting here assuming Elmo. I assumed, but I just we know what I needed to confirm this is hard-hitting yeah. reporting here. Yeah. And the answer was yes. Okay, good to <laughs> know. It was, in fact... It was, in fact, an Elmo tattoo. On his ding-dong. Yes. Wow.
0: That's, that is the second HR-related penis tattoo story I have ever heard. The second? The second. And... I'm sorry to interrupt story time. Well, but, story you know, time is
1: over. You, you This is, this is I don't Dennis think, time. I don't
0: think mine is quite that good, but it comes pretty close. And I'm totally stealing this. This was not my case. This is from a friend of mine. She told me the story. She's an HR professional, and she might actually listen to this, God forbid. So if so, hey, I'm sorry, but it's too good. So That's right. a long time ago, too, no? it's It's been quite a while. Okay. Um, she had a case where an employee allegedly showed his penis.
1: I'm glad you came up with that word. So I was thinking I know you were going to, for a uh, euphemism. Uh, I could there, I could see do it. Do
0: I want to use a euphemism here and I decided like, no, we're gonna be clinical about it. This employee was alleged to have shown his penis to a coworker. So she called the alleged flasher into her office as part of the investigation. And his response was did she say that I had tats on my junk? Oh, you've told me this story before yeah.
1: on a hike one time. I and, remember and yeah, yeah and the, the, the HR director was
0: like, yeah. what are you talking about? She goes, was my junk tatted up? <laughs> did she say my junk was tatted up? Because I'll tell you, my junk is tatted up. So if she did, if she didn't say my junk is tatted up, you know she's lying.
1: Because my junk
0: is so tatted up.
1: Fair. If anybody saw my junk. That's the first thing they would tell you about it.
0: He showed me his junk and it was all tatted up.
1: And the complaint said nothing about that. The complaint said nothing about being tatted up. Did they go back to the. Well,
0: now this employee was quite indignant and wanted to show the HR director that his junk was in fact tatted up and he was not making this up. She declined that offer. Smart. Luckily, they had medical professionals on hand. Hmm. So they arranged a clinical viewing. And in fact, his junk was tatted up. And then they went back to the complainant to say, like.
1: Was there anything distinguishing? Was there
0: any distinguish anything distinguish about his penis that you can tell us? And actually, she had nothing to say. And so they concluded that the investigation was inconclusive. Now it could have been. You know, and this is why they didn't, like, completely exonerate the man. It could have been that he began to...
1: Maybe it was a dark room.
0: ...whip it out, and she averted her gaze, as one might want to do, and never had a fully great view of said tatted-up junk. But so be it. That's quite a story. Sad that we already titled this episode, or penis tattoos would be a fine title. I'm not going to go back I'm and just, change it. No. I'm
1: just going to leave it to you as to what you want to yeah. title it. It's your choice.
0: I don't know. I think we found a good one. I'm going to leave it. Okay. If you have a story about yeah, we are penis tattoos, really,
1: really running low on stories yeah. again. We're, I've got just a handful. Yeah, I mean, barely a handful.
0: We are we're scraping so low that we've got to find like penis stories to tell, and that. Mm-mm. So we need your submissions. Email them. Penis or no penis. Email them to stories at hwepodcast.com. Right. And if we get a surplusage of great stories, we might put one on one of our Patreon-only
1: episodes. It's possible. It's possible. We need quite a surplus for me to start burning through them that way. Yeah, but we'd love to have that problem. That's right. But we have other
0: great stuff on our Patreon-only feed, which you can find at patreon.com slash hwe. You'll have to pay a measly buck a month, but, you know, I think most of our listeners could afford that.
1: Yeah, and it's fun.
0: And it's fun, and it's awesome. And,
1: like, we tell you all how much we like you on the regular podcast. Just wait till we oh, hear how yeah. much we we tell you how much we love you on the Patreon oh podcast. man! In fact, next episode, showers of love. I
0: I, I think we got to do our run through of our patrons on the next episode because one yeah. of the things we do is we occasionally, not on any sort of set schedule, but when you know we feel the urge, we honor and acknowledge some of our patrons on on an episode.
1: Yeah, we should do that soon. We'll do that again soon. Yeah.
0: Um, are we still on
1: Facebook? Still on Facebook. I haven't updated it. It's becoming almost a running joke for me that I haven't. Um, I've been a little busy. But we
0: are on um, Twitter.
1: We are on Twitter. At HWE Podcast. Yep. And I am at Salad Pants. I don't think I've ever said that on here. So if you want to follow me, because Dennis does the Twittering. Yeah. And, and I don't I have, have a,
0: my own. I actually have my own Twitter account. I follow zero people and I am followed by zero
1: people. So an active feed. Very active. Um, if you can find it.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how, but if you can find it, it's it's choice. I basically <laughs> tweet into the ether and nothing ever comes back. It's like tweeting in space. In space no one can hear you tweet. Yes. We should send Donald Trump to space.
1: Well, I assume you're referring to the news this morning. What did he do now? Are you kidding? No, well, as of the day that we record this, he announced this morning he wants to make another branch of the military. Really? Yes, the U.S. Space Force. I'm not making that up.
0: Cool. He'd be commander in chief. He should. He should be on the first rocket out.
1: Maybe that's his intent. Maybe not. But yeah, that, that is a real news story from this morning.
0: Wow, cool. Sign me up. I want to join the space force. That sounds awesome. Are they, you know, the Rebel Alliance, or are they more like the Empire? What do you think? Hmm. I think we need to save that for a different conversation. Probably. Probably save. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can send your hate mail to us at stories at hwepodcast.com. Love letters for Dennis hwepodcast.com what or you can stories at yes or, or just DM me at at hwepodcast on Twitter yeah good okay. thanks for listening everybody talk to you next week bye bye hey you wanna go for a ride? no thanks no thanks what, what, what does that mean? I uh, don't wanna go go where? for a ride a ride hell that's a good idea Okay, let's go.